1: Because of their new nature, they'll hunger and thirst for righteousness in this sense that Jesus talks about. More and more and more, it'll drive them to know Him and and to enter into a deeper trust, a deeper relationship, a deeper understanding of His heart, His will, His plans. We're not talking about like an endless to do list or, 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 you know, set of rules or something. We're talking about a lifelong relationship, wherein you just want to know him more.
0: We don't have relationships because we want responsibilities. We have them so that we can get to know someone and share experiences with them and vice versa. Pastor Robert reminds us today that that's how we should feel about God. The more you learn about him, the more you'll crave getting to know him more. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in the book of Matthew, chapter 5, with today's edition of Main Thing Radio.
1: God sent His Son. Jesus, dying on the cross, paid the penalty for all of humanity. Do you understand? The penalty for all of humanity has been paid. All that's necessary now is for an individual to say, I see that. I believe that. He rose from the dead, demonstrating His deity, demonstrating the love of the Father. And so we can be saved. We can be brought into the family of God because of our faith in Christ. By God's grace, we can be saved. And one who lives a life of faith in Christ Jesus trusting, actively trusting the Lord Jesus, one who is, as John's gospel worded it, one who is born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man, but of God, that person will, because of their new nature, they'll hunger and thirst for righteousness in this sense that Jesus talks about. More and more and more, it'll drive them to know him and to enter into a deeper trust, a deeper relationship, a deeper understanding of his heart, his will, his plans. We're not talking about like an endless to-do list or, or, or you know, set of rules or something. We're talking about a lifelong relationship wherein you just want to know him more. I was thinking about that this week. You know, my, my wife's getting ready to go to Israel. There's a handful of people from the church joining some from the Bible college in Peru to do a two-week trip to Israel. And She made a comment that she's looking forward to it because of that old saying, absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I said, I don't believe that. I'm not looking forward to her being gone for two weeks. Now, I could probably never snuggle enough to satisfy my wife because I'm not the touchy-feely, you know, Give me stuff, it just blesses me. Make me sweet iced tea, and you're my friend forever. But don't come smothering me, you know, just give me some space. But don't be too far away. I want you close by. The, the longer we're together, the better I know her, the more I want to know her. Do you understand? The beauty of being married a long time. It's funny, I, a friend of mine shared with me, and uh, some study they did years ago, and, and I shared this before that people that have been married, you know, 40, 50 years, they did a survey asking them, you know, when did it get really, really rich? And the consensus was year 27. When you've been married 27 years, that's when it gets really good. So we're two years away from it. Really good, you know? And I can see that now. I get it. Because the longer we know each other, the longer I know her, the more I want to know her. The longer I walk with Jesus, the the more I know him, the more I want to know him. The more I recognize that I don't know him nearly as well as I'd like. And I want to hunger and thirst for righteousness. You know, when I was a kid, I remember my dad pointing out to me one time that Certain people just live, eat, and breathe making money. They hunger and thirst for money. And I realize some people, some people hunger and thirst for the next golf game or the Super Bowl, you know. Football on television. They, they live for going fishing. And that was a big thing. When I was a kid growing up in Georgia, it was fishing and hunting, you know. If it was hunting season, it was all about going hunting either at work or in the woods in the summer months either at work or on the lake on the river I had an uncle and oh my goodness every morning and every evening during the summer he was out fishing he'd keep two freezers filled with catfish and some of the ladies man whoo shopping 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 that was I'm just ladies no I'm just talking about Georgia okay I'm from I'm from Georgia And man, the the ladies around, my family and, and, you know, the whole Black Friday thing, it's for real. Don't get in their way. Shopping. Every waking moment consumed with thoughts about fishing or hunting or shopping. I was shocked recently. my, My good friend, Michael, has gotten into fantasy football. Couldn't believe it. I was literally shocked, you know, I'm, Michael's my, my mentor. I'm like, you, really, you're getting into fantasy football? And he and a, a, a mutual friend, you know, we were sitting around after a board meeting and, and they started laughing and I realized that, it, that not really. I mean, they're, they're, they're into it, but it's not driving them. You know, some people it becomes like an obsession, like this passion. The thing that drives Michael still after more than 30 years He's making disciples. He lives, eats, and breathes, pleasing his Father in heaven. He hungers and thirsts for a lot more than improving his golf game, even though he plays golf. Please don't forget that what the Bible is talking about in each of these beatitudes is our spiritual condition. Those whose spiritual condition is best described by a hunger and thirst for harmony with their father in heaven. Be in agreement with them about every detail of their lives. He says, those people will be filled. They'll be fully satisfied by his spirit. In other words, you know, I told you at the beginning of this message that this is the answer. It's the key to world peace. And I believe it is, even though I believe it's elusive. In this lifetime, James chapter 4, verse 1 asks the question, where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? What was he saying? Well, again, you hunger and thirst for happiness. You hunger and thirst for pleasure. That's why you fight. That's why there are wars. We're never going to see world peace because we're never going to see a time when all of humanity truly is focused on pleasing God, not pleasing themselves, or pleasing other people, until Jesus comes back. Until Jesus comes back. Doesn't mean that we don't do our part, right? I mean, we do. The Bible says, as far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. But one day, we're going to live in a world in which every individual hungers and thirsts for righteousness, where every individual human being is truly others centered hungering and thirsting for that right relationship with their father where every person lives to bring happiness to their savior blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness they shall be filled dr martin lloyd jones asked a great question in his comments on that statement are you satisfied in your relationship with christ Are you filled with assurance of your salvation? Do you live the abundant life that Jesus promised to all who trust him? What did you honestly most thirst for? Is that a good thing? Are you realizing, you know, maybe, I don't know. It might be good to pray that prayer. Father, help me to want what you want. Help me to trust you more. Revelation twenty-two, seventeen tells us the heart of the Father, the Spirit, and the Bride say, "Come." Let the one who hears say, "Come," and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. It's free, like Pastor Rick said a few minutes ago as we sang in that song. You know, it, he paid dearly for it, but it's free. To you and me. His love is the main thing. His
0: love is the main thing. Thanks for tuning in today to Main Thing Radio. What you just heard may have set some questions off in your spirit about who Jesus is and why he's so important. If so, keep listening.
1: Thanks, Chris. You know, if you're listening today and and you're thinking, man, I I really need God in my life. You know, I've wandered away, or or maybe you're just searching. It's the first time you're really getting serious about having a relationship with God. And you know, I remember when I felt that way, and and to be honest, I I felt really kind of exasperated and crummy and, and like it was probably impossible. Well, it's not impossible. The Bible says, that God loves you so much right where you are. He understands that we're messed up. He, Bible tells us, I mean, he knows we're human. He knows that we're flawed. He knows that we're sinful, imperfect human beings. That's why the Bible says he sent Jesus in the first place to come and die on the cross, to pay for our sin, to pay for our wickedness, so that all we have to do is open our hearts to him and receive the pardon, the forgiveness that he's offering. He wants a relationship with you. I'd love to give you more information about that. Listen, I'd love to pray with you about that, even if electronically. Just go to our website, MainThingRadio.com. There's all kinds of info on the website uh, about how to begin that relationship with Jesus, how how to begin that that, uh, personal relationship with God, how to study the Bible. We can give you all kinds of information about that if you'll just reach out to us and let us know that you need it.
0: Thanks, Pastor Robert. That website again is mainthingradio.com. We're so glad you joined us today, and be sure to tune in again to Main Thing Radio.